HGB You have reached your destination. You're listening. HGB. Being a superhero is bad for your health. Now that you're here, why don't you stay a while? The coffee's all brewing here on Carla's Coffee House, HGB Canada. Stick around, we're going to have a good time tonight. Welcome to the show, everyone. So glad you could join us here on Carla's Coffee House. We have a special treat for you tonight. We have Juno-nominated uh, Molly Johnson is going to be joining us here shortly. I want to get you, in, get you introduced to some of her music. Um, she is uh, a jazz singer. She's got so much going on. And we'll get into that with her when we get her on the phone. But I want to thank you all for joining. Thank you to our sponsors, the Hollywood Star Room down there in Clark's Corner. Big shout out to Dave and Jamie. And uh, thank you so much for uh, helping HGB do what they do. want to thank all of our donors, too, that send in uh, donations. You can also, um, when you listen to this podcast... You can also donate and help us out. Um, it is costly, and uh, we we really appreciate the help here. Um, yeah, you can do it for ninety nine cents a month, four ninety nine a month, nine ninety whatever you can afford, and it nothing is too small. I'm telling you, it's a big big help. All right, let's get going with the show here tonight. It's a beautiful day here in Brampton, Ontario, and we're going to start out with a together song called "Together" by Molly Johnson. freedom spinning around you getting knocked down see yourself in a brand new light seeing your future not seeing your place it's not so right you gotta hold on tight find your higher ground flower child you knew what peace was about but here we Get it together, 
Molly Johnson with Together. We're going to give Molly a call right now and uh, get... Of course, when my phone opens back up, don't you love how it goes to sleep on you? I am sure. Okay, here we go. We're calling Molly Johnson. Don't tell her. Hello? Hi, Molly. This is Carla from Carla's Coffee House on HGB Canada. Yeah. Yeah, do you remember we had an interview tonight? I did not remember that. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I got I asked your publicist to just send you another reminder. He a... did not. I'm super been super busy today. Oh, I'm I sorry. I know I have something at one o'clock tomorrow, but oh. that's in my book. But not, but um, I can talk to you. Well, you're. We won't hold HG Canada. What is that again, babe? HGB Canada. We are an online radio station streaming all over the world. Yeah. Beautiful. And are we live or are you taping this? It's live and it's also being taped so we can have uh, have it up for you at all times. Oh, cool. Hold on. Let me just warn my kid who's watching tennis. <laughs> okay. Not to come blasting in. How long do you think we'll be? Um, as long as you, like, as long as you can be available. Be If you was unaware that we, it was tonight, you know, we can just do a few minutes if you like. Sure, honey. Okay, thank okay. you. So, I have to do an interview, babe, so, that I forgot about. So, you'll take care of the dog and tennis and barking and all those things. Thanks, babe. So much easier now that my children are older. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's nice to be able to hear somebody nice. have the same issues. <laughs> oh, we all do. We moms. Forget about it. That's right. The same everywhere. Doesn't matter how, you know, doesn't matter. No, it doesn't, it's, does it? No, it really doesn't. I've seen Dinah crawl on her hands and knees looking for that fourth shoe because she has twins. <laughs> Telling you, doesn't matter. No, it keeps us humble, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Absolutely. was you at the Junos this uh this past uh was it last week or week before? It was gosh. It was the week before. Oh my gosh, time goes fast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How did that how did that go? Was you did you perform? It was fun. Yeah? No, no, no. I was just you know, I was super chill because um well I was in there with Michael Bublé and Dan Arden, so I was super chill. I knew one of them would what went. I wasn't sure which one, but I knew it wasn't going to be me. So I was super relaxed, and I had a fantastic dress. I had two fantastic dresses, actually, so I was I had a great time. Oh, that <laughs> sounds fun. I wish I could have went, too. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. So your album, um, th- this uh, new album that you have, out, tell us a little bit about it. Well, it it came about with a conversation I had with my drummer, Davide Dorenzo, who's, you know, Tom Cochran's drummer and all kinds of people's drummer. He's not just my drummer. Um, but uh, he's played with me for years, and we, we played a lot of jazz standards, and we thought about making a record where people might want to move a little bit. I don't want to say flat-out dancing, but definitely a groovier, funkier almost record. So we ended up writing four of the tracks on the record, which was a lot of fun. And so it kind of sort of came about in that way that we sort of moved away from solid jazz standards into a more soulful, funky groove. It would, yeah. would you say that's kind of going back into your earlier roots when you were younger? I would absolutely say that. Yeah. In fact, the bass player, Mike Downs, who's been with me over 20 years, you know, head of the bass department here at Humber College, just a superb musician. He's playing Fender Precision Bass, the bass he had when he was 17. Oh, wow. And it's like he's right back in his basement in Winnipeg listening to Getty Lee and trying to (laughs) play along. He's wearing Converse shoes at our gigs now. It's like, what the heck happened to the guy with the, you know, 100-year-old, $30,000 acoustic bass? Where did, you know, what happened? He's got this fender position he's plugging in. <laughs> so, yes, we're having a lot of fun. Um, and it's definitely, well, it's always me writing. So it's what it's where I'm at. 
And, you know, frankly, a lot of standards were done in those early records because I didn't have time to write songs. I had children. Yeah. They eat up your entire brain. <laughs> they do. And so if I could just slide into a Gershwin tune or slide into a Billie Holiday tune that was already written, was already gorgeous, you know, and, but now my kids are, my boys are older um, and cooking. Wow. And I don't want to go as far as saying doing their own laundry. Let's not get carried away here. But <laughs> but one of them is definitely in university in another city. So he tends to be at home an awful lot in my kitchen, strangely. <laughs> but nevertheless, there he is. Um, so it's a different, again, another time. And I've had, I have more headroom to write. So I co-wrote six of the songs, I think, on this new record. Which songs were, were they uh, by title? I guess... Well, I wrote Meaning to Tell Ya, uh, oh, geez, Gone, Stop, uh, Protest Song, Together, and I'm sure I'm missing one, but yeah. yeah. Is it Love, by chance? I, yes, L-O-V-E, Love, yes, yeah. absolutely, Davide Dorenzo and I, yeah, absolutely. I love co-writing, I love collaborating, I love that process, I love songwriting, it's absolutely the favorite part of the whole thing is doing that. Second favorite thing is the guys in the band and that and the hang and how much fun we have. Um, so those two components are super important to me. Absolutely, and it's so it's it's a wonderful album. I've I've got to go through it myself. Thank you so much. And it's I really enjoy it. I can hear that little jazzy flair. I can, but I hear the fun. Well, they're the jazz giants. It's Robbie Botosh on pianos. He just won the Juno this year for best instrumental jazz record. So it, he's on keyboards and pianos. And Mike Downs, bass player, again a Juno winner on a on a jazz tip. And then Davide. Um, and interestingly, the guitar player on this record is Justin Abedin. And Justin and Davide were in a band called Jack Soul. So basically, I've got two of Canada's greatest jazz musicians with two of Canada's funkiest Jack Soul guys. And you stick them together. And I think we've got this incredible hybrid of sound. Very unique to us. It is very unique. Now, let me ask you this, Molly. How, when you look back on your career and your life as, as, you, were, as you were growing through the years, how would you describe how you got to where you are today? If you had told your 14-year-old self where you'd be today, what do you think your 14-year-old self would say? Well, a couple of things. I'm kind of stupid. So, <laughs> and it's kind of all I know how to do. I don't type. I don't actually drive a car. You know, I'm a super downtown girl. Um, so it's kind of what I've always done since I was super small. And and everything's just another layer, you know, starting with the Mervish family when I was a kid in the theater business and the National Ballet when I was a teen. Um, you know, these things have shaped me. And, and uh, so I was never one of those kids that woke up saying, I got to be a singer. I never did that. I just, I've just always been kind of doing my thing since I was really little. So there was never a moment in time. And what would I say to my 14-year-old self? Stay, stay in school is what I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a hell of a lawyer, I'll tell you right now, because I've done my own lawyering. <laughs> I bet. I bet you've had to uh, advocate yeah, yeah. for yourself, right? Yeah. Oh, sure. Sure. Not many managers in Canada. It's a thankless job. And the really good managers in Canada are really good because they focus down on one, maybe two artists at the most. Look at Ray Daniels with Rush. Yeah. You know, Ray, they took on other bands after they built the Rush Empire. And that was all hands on deck, a really strong office, and three incredible musicians doing a very unique thing, right? Yes. But you look at, you know, Justice Manager, that Scotty guy, like that, he, that was one artist first figured it out i think the sean mendez uh, model is also that manager is very young and a friend of sean's and they've kind of built it together blue rodeo's manager sue de cartier she's been their manager for decades but it's they have a label that has other artists on it and they have other managers but sue and jim and greg 
and Basil have driven that ship. Wow, that's so really interesting. it's a job, right? I, mean, I yeah. know that beautifully Humber College is now offering the most amazing course in administration in the music business. Because a lot of kids who've got their heads around business and accounting, I'm saying to them, you know, come to the come to the arts. Bring bring your administrating skills to the arts. We need you. You know, we need that that kind of person. Can't all be content creators. Somebody's gotta protect that content. <laughs> That's true. That is so right? true. And 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 there's loads of kids out there that love the arts you know not everybody has to you know there's a million different ways to be really involved in the arts and really gratified and and have a really fantastic life like imagine you're the you know the bookkeeper for the national ballet company come on now nothing but fun you're in and out of that building all day long it's fantastic <laughs> oh, right so yeah I'm, I'm often talking to young people about broaden it out a little bit you know have a look at have a look at all sides of it. So do, would you say, for, uh, you know, the business part of it really intrigues me as well. Uh-huh. Um, and I know it um, it's very important, especially for any artist that is trying to get, you know, a little bit of a leg up and do something That's with right. their art. Do you, do, would you say there is a demand for booking agents and managers in Canada? Not so much booking agents, um, but managers. Absolutely. And partners in, in it, absolutely, absolutely. You know, social media is just a new way of being a publicist. Yeah. It's just new tools for a publicist. It's, I, I'm so old that I've seen this arc in the business come clearly almost all the way back to being an actual good thing for music again. Really? In that art, yeah, artists own more of their music. Artists can distribute their music through other platforms other than a record company, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's. I always say to young people, oh, there's no gigs, go make your gig. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, walk down the street to that pub at the bottom of your street and create a Wednesday weekly. <laughs> you, know, there, you know, just get in there and, and start to make it. Nobody hands it to you. That's right. Nobody hands it to you, but nobody hands anything to anybody about anything. You don't get to be a doctor because somebody says, wow, you have good glasses. (laughs) You're a doctor. No. You know, you work your ass off to be a doctor, an architect, or anything that has any any merit that's going to give you joy. It's going to take some work. That is wonderful advice, and I know that... uh a lot I work with a lot of indie artists just helping them like when I started this station it was just I wanted to help the local community from where Fantastic. I grew up you know and Fantastic. where did you grow up I grew up in between two little towns called Chipman and Mento in New Brunswick so it's just right Beautiful. outside of Fredericton <laughs> I'm dying to get out there again I I I absolutely adore the east coast of Canada and it's you know this is a thing about our country let me just say Canadians love culture yes they'll show up at shows they'll buy your cds they'll eat in your restaurants they'll wear your homemade clothes whatever the canadians love culture they'll go to the theater but there's not very many of us yeah and we're spread out over a huge magnificent piece of land Mm -hmm. so this is what it's not the canadians don't love culture are you kidding me they do I do a jazz festival in, in Kensington Market here in Toronto every September. We're going into our fourth year. I highly recommend you Google KensingtonMarketJazz.com and see our adorable little festival that we invented. <laughs> I am coming. I'm going to it's come to that. It's super amazing. It's, it's super fun, cash only. Money goes right to the artists. We just booked 70 bands. Wow. Just today, today was our 70 over three days, September 13, 14, 15, right at the end of TIFF. Wow. But, you know, touring in Canada, let me give you a thumbnail sketch. I can fly my band to France cheaper than Vancouver. Yeah. When I get to France, there are literally unlimited shows. There are more people living in France than all of Canada by twice 
France fits into Ontario twice. Wow, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I fly to Vancouver, same money to fly to France, one show. <laughs> one show, essentially. Yes. Right? Like, you, you got to be prepared to get in your car and drive five, six hours to the next show. Five, six hours. Like, it's, it's, it's not easy to tour Canada. And we have grants available, and they're there. You've got to figure out. I mean, it's it's the internet has made it so ridiculously easy. Inter Google uh, Canada Canada funding tours. Boom, up will pop. I'll tell you, factor all kinds of things will pop up. There's all kinds of supports there to help us with this very problem of touring this amazingly large country of ours. But you got to dig in, and uh, and keep in mind at all times that it's not that Canadians don't love it; it's not very many of us. Yeah. You know, you got to grow your art audience outside of Canada. And they're always telling you to find your niche too, but your niche is maybe one or two people here and there, and it's a certain towns. Exactly you know what it. I mean? Yep. <laughs> you know, authenticity, true to yourself tell your stories you'll get ears wow you know, I, I think i think anyhow well I, I i believe you because you've got the experience you've seen the changes in the industry and, the, and this, you know the population's changed too like i'm selling vinyl and quite a bit of it not not you know jan art and quite a bit of it but definitely vinyl sells more than my cds interestingly here's an interesting thing my show CDs are sold for 20 bucks. Sometimes I come out and sign them. Sometimes I don't. That person buys that $20 CD. They can't even play it in their car because cars don't have CD players. They can't even play it in their laptop if their laptop's kind of new, right? But so what do they do with that CD and why do they buy it? It's like a T-shirt. It's like a memento. That's where all the pictures are. Then they buy it again when they download it on Spotify. So in a weird sort of way, you've sold your record twice. Wow. Think about that. Now what we need to do is get Spotify and streaming services to pay content creators a living wage. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. But it's content creators on these streaming services need to be paid in a more fulsome manner, and we're getting there. But to my point, you're selling a CD off the bandstand for 20 bucks. And they go home and, and quite possibly buy it again on Spotify or whatever. So they can actually hear it. Yeah. <laughs> or they buy my vinyl and they go home and pull out their dad's or granddad's old record player. Because I'm the vinyl sales are really quite interesting. Yeah, fill me in on that a little bit. I'd like to hear. Well, Ontario, Toronto has three pressing plants. Three vinyl pressing plants and in fact Americans ship their stuff up here to have their stuff pressed here it's a very large business well, people are going back to and turntables are easier they're cheaper yeah you can you know you can buy those things in a suitcase um, for 150 bucks and they sound pretty good <laughs> because technology has made them pretty good I actually recorded this Meaning to Tell You record, specifically only 10 songs, because five aside on a vinyl sounds better than six or seven aside, because every time you add a track, a song, it squishes it down more. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's true, eh? Like, the technology right? is so different, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So five aside, and we got to record that record with the legendary uh, Larry Klein and Larry... Uh, married to Joni Mitchell for 12 years, uh, produced all her records, played bass on her records, produced Tracy Chapman, Melody Gardot, Nora Jones, Madeline Perot, Holly Cole, you know, wow. everybody, all the girls, all the girls. I finally got my shot with him, and we had a blast. It was like a master class with the guy, our whole band. He came to Toronto for five days, and we recorded that record in five days. It was awesome. Wow, that must have been uh, 
quite the experience. It was an amazing experience. He's an amazing guy. He was Leonard Cohen's best friend. Get out, really? Like, he's just a treasure trove of beautiful stories, and he reads really interesting books, and, oh, I just had a blast. We all did. He was just magnificent. If you look at my EPK that's on my website, you can see him talking. It's kind of cool. I'll have to check that out. He's a really cool guy, man. You know, he's 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 won Grammys for his bass playing. He's gone, He's won Grammys for his record producing. Brian Adams is another one. He played bass on a lot of Brian's records or did something like that. Like, he's, he's a legendary Larry Klein. Yeah, it was awesome. Wow. It's a fantastic experience. So you you're just like inspiring me so much. I'm got I got all these good. things running through my, my head. That's good. Good. That's what we want. And That's I what we want. I love it because, you know, every artist that I end up talking to, whether they're established artists or indie artists just starting out, there is, this is why I do this show and this is why I love this show. It changes me every time. Every wow. time I hear their story, it, it becomes a part of me. That's fantastic. And well, what a great gig you have. <laughs> yeah. I do I do really enjoy it and I'm yeah, I'm really right. grateful for Eric helping me out here and uh Oh Eric's great. He's a wonderful he's, guy, uh, eh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We all love Eric. Have you ever seen him? No, but he doesn't live far from me, about a half an hour or so. We really? think maybe we'll have a barbecue one of these days. That would be good. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, so uh, I I know that I, I caught you off guard today and That's okay. I apologize. It was one of those evenings where we're not making dinner. My son and I decided to order pizza. What kind? So, what's what's your toppings? Well, we're playing, you know, Toronto, center of the universe. Good <laughs> Lord. And I'm not kidding about that. Like, the toppings are ridiculous. So we're trying something. He's, I actually don't know. He's actually ordered two pizzas, and it could be, he's experimenting with stuff. It could be arugula and mushroom and pepperoni i don't know well wow. i'm you know he's become quite a good cook too so that's kind of fun mm -hmm. so you've lived in toronto you said all your life oh yeah wow i mean i've traveled a lot and i've uh, i lived in miami for a little bit and i've lived in different spots but yeah toronto yeah yeah, yeah. what would you say the the best part of toronto is and the worst part of it the best part of it is how small a town it actually is and the worst part of it is is that the rest of Canada doesn't get that and think it's all about Bay Street which is a ridiculous thought I, I know all my neighbors I don't lock my door I've never locked my fucking door wow like Canada's got this weird well frankly it kind of is the center of the universe I've, I've been in a lot of cities my friend they claim multiculturalism, they claim all this stuff, but only in Toronto do I actually see us eating each other's food. Yes. Dancing to each other's music, hearing each other pray. One of my kids speaks three languages because of the schoolyards here, and they're heavy-duty Mandarin, Farsi, and Arabic. Hello. Wow. Yeah, from schoolyards. The big question in California, the big question in Los Angeles, music producers like to ask me okay there's two of them one of them what's brampton they ask me they actually ask me that what is it what is brampton and i say multiculturalism at work my friend yeah because those schoolyards are unbelievable and that's where bieber and weekend and Alyssa, everybody is getting their beats from brampton that little bouncy thing that's not quite African, not quite Jamaican, not quite... It's an unbelievably unique sound coming off those schoolyards, coming out of that city, that city of Brampton. It's mesmerizing to me. A lot of people don't realize it. The other question they ask me, and it's almost as funny. And see, everybody talks about they have multicultural. No, you don't. We, we That's what we have here. Like, because there's not even a question of it. Yeah. Kids don't even think about you're a Muslim or a Jew. It's just, you know, how hard can he kick that ball? That's what they want to know. And I'll tell you the other great question is um, what, that I get in the U.S. a lot is, because TD Bank 
has opened all over the U.S. like a mushroom. They're everywhere. Oh. Because we are really good bankers. <laughs> it's another export. We are very good at it. And Americans have had some shitty banking yes. <laughs> going on. They're private. It's not good. No. So TD is flourishing down there. So what do Americans ask me? And I love this one. What's the D in TD Bank? <laughs> and I get to say, well, my friend, that is Dominion, <laughs> which is why we are we and you are you. <laughs> and oh, my God, they get, they don't even know what to say to me. <laughs> But that's the truth, you know, right? It is true. Like, Americans never lose anything, including the War of 1812. They didn't lose that. Oh, no, they let us win that. Are you kidding me? We burnt down the White House. House. <laughs> exactly. People need to get a hold of themselves down there. So, so I love that. Um, you know, I love, I love talking about Canada around the world, bragging about it, and I love being in France and, you know, they know I don't speak French and I don't pretend to speak French because that would be a huge mistake. <laughs> I tell them I speak Toronto French <laughs> and they just die laughing because it's true, you know. And then you got Celine Dion over there screaming at the top of her lungs because that's what she does to anybody that'll listen that we actually in Canada, in Quebec, speak the French's great-great-grandmother's French, which is true. Yes. It is true. That is that is the original French. We didn't mess with it because everybody in Quebec was so isolated. Yeah. The language didn't change like it did in France with the Spaniards and the Portuguese and the Germans and everybody running around in there polluting that language. <laughs> so in fact, what we speak in Quebec is truer and i've watched our very lovely though a little snooty parisian <laughs> friends slowly get their heads around that over 15 years yeah michel jean was another one they used to say that out loud a lot you know we talk about it over there it's fascinating to them that we tell them their history you know, you French people were in Canada many, many years ago. You left a few people behind. You know exactly where they are, except for the few that went to Florida. But everybody else, you know exactly where they are. I know it's hilarious. There's a lot of fun with it, right? Oh. Um, are known to make jokes about yes. stuff and be light. It's not so much that we're polite. It's that we'd rather make you laugh than make you mad. It, that's, that is right. so true. That is our character. That's our it heart. It's our character, and it's the character of across the country, coast to coast to coast. You know, of course, it just gets a little bit funnier in the East Coast. I don't know what the hell the people are doing <laughs> out there, but oh, my God. That stuff is crazy funny, and everybody plays an instrument. They do. I, I had to come to Brampton. I had to come to Brampton in hopes that somebody would hire me. Right? See? It's ridiculous. Love it. Love the country. Love talking about it internationally. You know, quiet as it's kept around the world, everybody still loves Trudeau except here. Yes. <laughs> yes, but that's us anyway. We'll love that's you and hate you at the same time. Down. No, we never did. We're, 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 no, because, uh, you know, that's impolite. <laughs> that's <so> true. <laughs> it's not a mean thing. It's just, you know, it's not polite. <laughs> and I don't mind that. I don't mind being polite. I, I kind of like it. It's, it goes hand in hand with civility. <laughs> you know, it does. It does. Nice manners. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even when you're mad, you you keep your manners, right? You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you can make your point without you know murdering someone. You know, Americans say to me, "Why why are you people so nice in Canada?" And I say, "Because ah, we're unarmed." <laughs> like you can have an argument with someone and know they're not going to pull a gun out of their dashboard and blow you up. Yeah. They can actually have an argument with someone. And you're pretty sure they're not going to murder you. For, were you not quite sure in the U.S.? That's... Everybody, you don't know who's packing. Yeah, I remember we going... We kind of know who's packing. We kind of know. Yeah. It's not that we don't have guns here, but like our population, it's not like we don't have crime here, but it's it's the same thing as... A, we have the same kind of crime as the U.S. There's just... There's less of it because there's less of us. Yeah, that's right. But it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. doesn't mean racism doesn't exist. doesn't mean police over-checking all those things don't exist. Just, and aren't as important to us. And aren't things that need to be looked at and repaired. However, we have to watch our... Get a little bit snobby about 
well, we don't have the kind of crime the U.S. has. No kidding, we have a quarter of the people. But, you know, we actually do have that much crime. It's just, there's less of us. We have to watch that. Get a little bit, you know, we have to watch that. Yes. We're not as bad as the U.S. Well, I'm not saying we are, but that, well, let's stay steady on that. <laughs> yeah, let, let's not... Stay uh... steady on that. Let's not get, you know... Let's not get too full of ourselves now. After all, we're Canadians. <laughs> and we do like the polite thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. You know, I wish... Um, I had more... This is going to sound like silly, but I, d I just wish there was more people like you in my immediate circle because I, I love your wit. I love your intelligence. I love your talent. Thank you. So you know, much. Thank you. It's, it's that in itself is the gift of you that you're given to the rest of us. Right on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And, um, I, oh, go ahead. There's just, we just need to talk to each other more. Yeah. Well, I'll um, call you. When when do you want me to yeah, call you? No. Call me anytime. <laughs> um, it's just about having conversation, more conversations, right? Yes. That solves all kinds of things. Awkward, uncomfortable conversations, you know, sometimes can really fix stuff. Yeah. Do you find that uh, in our society today, the way that uh, it's it seems it seems to be, and I like to say the word seems because it never is as it seems, but um, it seems like we're more easily offended, but if you talk to young people, they're not. They're, they're more open to discussion um, than what we think they may be, and you hear it in their musical lyrics, um, right. what they're talking about, and I mean, they're using, I, I get a kick out of... Um, one of the tunes by the Gelpins in, uh, back in uh, New Brunswick, and they have a song called um, PayPal Blues or Visa, Visa Credit Blues or something like that. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's just, it's a funny tune. You know what, it's, lyrics are incredibly powerful and, you know, kind of making a comeback. Like, I actually get called down to Los Angeles to write lyrics for people, because as I've been told, Americans don't read books anymore, apparently. Right. So lost, uh, but uh, you know, lyrics can be so powerful, and I certainly spend a lot of time on them myself. Do you find listeners are craving for that? Is that what's happening yeah. now? They're they're coming back to it. Listeners are craving for actual instruments being played, not so much, um, not so much uh, actual instruments. They're they're craving that sound you know, of actual instruments. They're on their laptops all day. Yeah. I, I know that I listened to, um, it was last year when I was still living in Moncton, New Brunswick, and I was listening to this this uh, thing on the CBC because I love my CBC talk. Me too, me too. And they were talking about somewhere in Europe, I don't know the, all the details, but where some people had figured out how to make a program um kind of like almost like a robot itself that could write music right and some people liked the idea other people totally flipped and what what do you think about that right what do i think about that yeah um, you know i don't think the one thing that Artificial intelligence can't replace the live audience experience. So live music still is, you can't replicate standing in a room with 500 people all taking a breath in and out at the same time. Mm. It just hasn't happened yet. So live music, live theater, all that stuff is still, and probably will never be in my mind. You know, and this is why I talk to artists all the time about playing live. Make your CD in your basement and then go sell it off the bandstand, play live. You can't beat it. You can't. And people will come if you do your social media and pay attention and market yourself. Not market yourself, but tell your stories. Uh, you'll get audience. You know, there is. do you find that there's a difference um, between... 
performance and entertainment on stage? Yeah, sure. You know, yeah, sure. Some people are really good entertainers. Michael Bublé. Holy smokes. That guy can tell a joke. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like he's telling one person. There's 5,000, 50,000 people in the room. He's got that unbelievable ability to do that. He's ridiculously genuine uh, as an entertainer. You know, then there's, I don't know, performers are more introverted, maybe. A little bit harder to read, maybe. Don't know. Don't know. There is know a difference, though, so, isn't there? I'm super lazy. <laughs> I, I, I'm lazy, lazy girl. I, I do the exact, I'm exactly this way as I am on stage. I don't have a stage persona, per se. And I think, per personally, I've talked to different listeners, like people that just like to listen to music. I'm one of right. those people that like to listen to music. And I'm having so much fun right now because I'm finding all these undiscovered people. And, sure. oh, my God, yeah. they're so good. And yeah. they're tugging at my heartstrings. And I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. I haven't felt that way about music in a long time, you know. And, and to share that music with people and they'll share it with people and they'll share it with people and yeah. The world will be a better place. Yeah, because I was really missing in the last few uh, decades, I guess I could say, is yeah. that is that singer-songwriter that could take you somewhere, that could make you yeah. feel something. Have you heard this guy, Donovan Woods? Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so good. Very good. So good, that guy. Holy smokes. Where's he from again? Do you remember? No. Somewhere in Ontario, I think, though. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think. I'm not sure. I'll have it's to look adorable. him up again. Yeah, he's really beautiful. And Zachary His Lucky. are beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of wonderful artists. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And oh, I, yeah. I think this is why my conversation with you is so exciting is because, you know, you're talking about the arts and the culture of Canada and who we right. are and how we can bring that forth in, in what we do in our craft. Absolutely. Absolutely. Authenticity and just staying true to yourself. Well, I know one yeah. thing. I'm going to have to meet you in person someday. Well, it's very easy if you come to the jazz festival in September. You might very well meet me there, or at one of my shows, which are in France. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to France. I can't <laughs> okay. get the vacation time. <laughs> Sorry about that. Come yeah, to Toronto. Be in Toronto for the jazz festival. I'd love to go down to that because I was check in... out CanadianAmericanJazzFestival.com. Okay. The website's great. It's super fun. You know, artist-driven, volunteer-fueled. That's our slogan. How many days does your festival last? Three: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Carol Wellsman's opening it for us. She'll be playing in Tom's Suit Store. Yes, she will. Wow. Fourteen foot grand piano in that guy's store. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. I fell in love with Kensington Market when I visited. It's it's oh, a I love the wonderful. Market. That's where I am every day. I'm there every day. Every day. My office is there. My my office, where I work with really great folks, is there. Yeah, it's fantastic. All right, my son is now trying to cut open an aloe plant oh, well, you... to put on his arm because he's sunburnt because he was in Miami Ooh. at the Miami Open watching one of his heroes play tennis because um, he's a tennis fanatic, my kid. So, yeah, <laughs> well, you best go tend that I because... I've got to deal with this uh, <laughs> aloe all over my freaking dining room table. <laughs> Well, it was definitely a major it was pleasure chatting with you. I hope we run into each other, and it was great talking to you. It was with you too, and I hope to see you someday. I, I know we will. All right, thanks, Molly. Have a good night. Bye, Bye now. And that was Molly Johnson, and she—I'll say it like the old folks do. She hails from Toronto, Ontario, the center of the universe. And I totally loved the conversation that we had with her about music and everything. That was just totally enlightening. And I hope you enjoyed it too. Just to let you know that um, we have tomorrow at 
at noon. We've got Unapologetically Brie coming up as your little talk show for about an hour. Then from 12 till 3 o'clock, we have your comedy coming right to you from Texas is the gossiping heifers who like to uh, fill you in on some of the crazy stuff that they've been watching on the news in their area and commenting on it. Give them all a chance, folks. Just give a listen. Tune in to HGB Canada. You can tune in on TuneIn, which is easy to do. Just look for HGB Canada. And uh, the webpage, hgbroadcasting.com. Check us out on Facebook. We're there. We're on Twitter as well. And uh, be sure, if you've got indie music you would like to uh, send in, you can send it to HGB Canada Radio, all one word, at gmail.com. We'd be happy to take a look at it for you. And don't forget to help us out here monetarily, too. Um, it uh, I do it totally out of my pocket. It's quite expensive, and I keep going because I love what you do. And I love the fact that there's listeners discovering what you do so give us a a hand share let people know who we are we're getting our name around there and people are starting to know who hgb canada is we've been on the air it's going to be hey anniversary time we'll have to do something special june 1st 2019 it'll be two years and we've gone through some major changes over those two years so we're going to take it out here and the show a little bit early which is okay because i had bridge work done today on my tooth and I could go sleepy by real easy. If you have an artist you'd like to see on the show, send us an email or get us on uh, social media. Either way, we'll do. And uh, we would be happy to get uh, get that new music out to you. If you'd like to volunteer with us um, and help help me out, I mean, that'd be great too. I mean, I'm, I'm into it. So thank you so very much for listening. We're going to take it out on this song called Love Works for Me because I'm like, you know, a result of the flower power child 60s. So you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Alrighty. Thank you so much, Molly Johnson, for uh, being here with me tonight. You're listening to HGB Canada, and this is Carla's Coffee House. You have a great week, and we will see you next Sunday. It's a crazy old world, people in trouble, information overload. The message is dark, the message is hard, don't roll over, cause this ain't over. You gotta do your part, you gotta lead with the heart, hold on to the light and be ready. Ready for the good fight, it's gonna be alright, lady says you gotta rock steady and talk about love. love. We need to talk about love. love. Everybody say love. love. kids are all right now's the time to hold on tight now's the time to make it right now's the time now's the time now's the matter of our can time to talk about hope. hope we need to talk about faith, faith. let's talk about change. change and that ain't easy we need to talk about love
Hey, what's going on, Carla? This is DeAndre Evans reaching out from the Level Up Daily Podcast. I just want to say thank you so much for connecting on Facebook through our private anchor community group there. And I'm dropping your link down below for I to check out uh, after my gym workouts. I really appreciate it. And I must say, I love your intro. It's very flawless. It's very clean. Uh, it definitely gets my attention, which is great because I actually have a very short attention span. <laughs> but I must say, I love everything about your platform. Um, I honestly wouldn't change anything. All that I would say, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep putting out great content on all platforms. Be as you know diverse as you can on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you're using social media, uh, if you have you know in-house outlets as far as radio stations or anything along those lines, definitely put out your content. I feel like it can revolutionize a lot of people's lives. So continue to push forward, continue to strive, and let me know if there's anything that I can do to help.